Savannah police officers save a drowning woman in a dramatic water rescue. Jury selection begins in the federal hate crimes trial against the man who killed Ahmaud Arbery. And a Savannah man gets his children involved in his attempt to break a world record. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Hey, she's down here. That's the sound of Savannah police pulling a drowning woman from the water after officials say she jumped from the Forest River Bridge on Tuesday, February 8th. Savannah police say officers were dispatched to the bridge located at Abercorn and Heroes Way around 5.15 p.m. after someone witnessed a woman leaning far over the bridge. When officers arrived, the woman had already jumped into the water below and couldn't be seen. Additional SPD officers, Chatham County Police, firefighters, and EMTs also responded to the scene. Folks who lived in the area assisted in the search effort and allowed officers to use their boats. Officers heard gurgling and found the woman underwater, under the dock some of them were standing on. SPD says attempts from the dock to pull her from the water were unsuccessful. That's when SPD says two officers, Sergeant Sharif Lockett and Officer William Fitzpatrick, jumped in and collectively pulled the woman onto the dock. The woman was treated by EMS. The rescue was captured on officers' body cams. You can see the dramatic video footage at WTOC.com. Click the link to this story in the description of the podcast episode. Jury selection for the federal hate crimes trial for the three men convicted of killing Ahmaud Arbery in 2020 began on Monday, February 7th in Brunswick. Defendants Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan Jr. were convicted on murder charges in the state-level case in November of last year. Now all three face federal hate crimes charges. Here's Jessica Savage's report from day one of jury selection on Monday outside the federal courthouse in Brunswick. The atmosphere today outside the federal courthouse much different than what we saw during the state trial. No protesters, no banners, no signs. This street barricaded off from through traffic in front of the courthouse. Inside, potential jurors appeared in court today to answer questions about whether or not they can be fair and impartial. Defendants father and son Gregory and Travis McMichael and William Roddy Bryan Jr. appeared in court alongside their attorneys. The white men are accused of a racially motivated crime and attempted kidnapping in their pursuit of Ahmaud Arbery, who was black as he jogged through their neighborhood and was shot and killed on February 23rd of 2020. All have pleaded not guilty after Greg and Travis withdrew from a plea deal last week. In total, 1,000 people have been summoned from 43 different Georgia counties for jury selection in the federal trial. Today, all of the individual questioning for jurors was done in private, so we don't know what they were asked or how they answered. When they were asked in public if they knew anyone, the victim or the defendants or the attorneys in the case, only one person said yes. She knew Roddy Bryan and was excused. Out of the pool so far, 16 are considered potential jurors. Jury selection is expected to last through the end of the week. The number to reach is 36 qualified jurors. From there, 16 will be sworn in as jurors, with four of them considered alternates. The trial is expected to begin next week and could last for two weeks. Reporting outside the federal courthouse in Brunswick, Jessica Savage, WTOC News. You can keep up with the latest developments in the Ahmad Arbery case at the Ahmad Arbery case page at WTOC.com. A man is telling his story after he was shot protecting his family from a burglar last month in Savannah. WTOC's Alyssa Jackson has this report. The victim tells me this all happened in a matter of seconds. You guys are looking at the house that Ian Grieve was shot in. His family is relieved. The man responsible is in custody, but the trauma of that night has prevented them from going back home. 
I was awakened from a sound sleep one second and then before I really had a chance to have a cohesive thought, I, <laughs> I felt myself get shot in the arm and I was kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty blurry at parts through there. Ian Grieve was shot on January 20th after a man came through the alley and broke into his home through this bathroom window. About two weeks later, the suspect Tyree Edwards was arrested for four other home invasions that same night. There was a hooded, you know, masked man in my kitchen. Hearing his wife's screams, he knew he had to do something. He chased the man back through the bathroom window. The next thing he knew, he was shot. I'm still having some difficulty. Any anytime I take a deep breath, there's there's pain in my lung. That's the bullet I guess pierced the pierced my lung. He was in the hospital for six days and his family hasn't stayed in the home since. It's been about uh, yeah, close to three weeks now we've been been staying elsewhere just because my, especially my wife, uh, feels very uncomfortable, very unsafe coming back. They're still trying to process what happened and move forward. My wife, my wife and I have both had nightmares about me getting shot, which um, <laughs> is no major surprise, I guess. Because Ian says he knows it could have been much worse. Uh, I still feel pretty lucky. I mean, it, it went in on the left side of my body. There's a lot of things it could have hit that it didn't. Um, it was pretty surreal at first. I, I, I guess it still is in a lot of ways. Ian says they're close to coming home, but not until they finish adding some extra security to feel safe. It's going to take time, but I think, uh, I think hopefully someday it'll feel like home again. Now, Edwards is facing a number of charges, including burglary, home invasion, aggravated assault, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. He is being held at the Chatham County Detention Center. A Savannah man will go for a world record this weekend, and his family will be along for the ride. WTOC's Tim Guidera has the story from Morning Break on Thursday, February 10th. What would you do to say that you own a world record? Would you run a really long way while pushing more than 200 pounds with your small children along for the ride? Well, Savannah's Billy Norris will try to do all of that this weekend, all in an attempt to set an official Guinness record that most people don't even know exists. Billy Norris has been spending his weekends chasing kids and his Mondays and Tuesdays, any day he's been able to for the last two months, preparing to break a very specific record. The record's a mouthful. It's uh, pushing uh, fastest half marathon, pushing two strollers with two kids in each stroller at the same time. It could more simply be called crazy, but that's what Norse will be running towards Saturday in the urgent care of Berwick Love Chocolate Half Marathon, a race that starts in the Berwick community, goes into Southbridge, and back to Berwick. To me, growing up, this was the world record was such a big deal. You know, there was uh, someone I was following online, and this person had the pull-up record, and uh, you know, you're just like, oh yeah, that's a pretty cool thing to have actually a record for something. And for this father of four, it had to be something involving his kids. So he got them involved without them really knowing. I thought it might be a good experience for me and my children. And the crazy thing is, is that I actually signed up for this two years ago. So uh, they were a lot smaller then. <laughs> so it made more sense because they were so much smaller. The pandemic canceled the 2020 Rock and Roll Half Marathon and two other attempts North had lined up since then. But that didn't give him any more time to prepare for pushing his family around for 13.1 miles. You would think that. 
<laughs> you would think I'd have more time to train, but really, you know, you can't, who wants to push two strollers all the time? So I've kind of come in and out of training. So on this one, I've been training maybe two and a half months. I think I scare a lot of people, especially the neighbors, but sometimes I'm pushing them, but the kids aren't in them. And so, you know, it's not the best look. The half marathon will test Norse's endurance and also his strength. I've got to push the whole time and you know when you add up all the weight and the strollers themselves are about almost 40 pounds a piece that is over 200 pounds that I'm pushing. For the kids it will mostly test their patience. They make it till about an hour and a half and then they start they let me know that's their uh, cutoff time so I think the last 30 minutes of the run are going to be real exciting for everybody. Norris has to finish in less than two hours to officially break the current record of two hours, four minutes. The way Guinness works is that you can't just break it by a couple seconds. But not for his attempt to be a success. He is using it to raise awareness and money for Savannah's Ailey Temple, which supports children's hospitals. I thought that'd be a suitable charity because, you know, a lot of those kids are in strollers themselves and wheelchairs most of their lives. So I thought that'd be a good uh, cause to run for. And no matter how fast or far he can run Saturday, just getting out on the road and trying to break a record will be a memory the Norse family will always share. Hopefully it's something we could look back on and say we're able to, to accomplish something a little bit bigger than ourselves and also support a good cause at the same time. If I don't get it, I'm going to be very disappointed, but someone told me, said, well, just run again in the next race, and I don't know. I think I might be done after this. <laughs> You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.